Welcome to Astro Tea. That was a song of the week, Lion Hot Fearless by Joel Corey and Tom Grennan. Okay, this is gonna be a great, great week. So buckle up, we have so much to talk about. And this is a weekly astro forecast that we host every Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. BST, to take a closer look at the cosmic energy and the transits for the week ahead. So go ahead and join our group here on Clubhouse. Share this room out with all of your friends and family so they can get all of the tea too. And if you have not already, go ahead and join our email list. Don't forget to purchase your copy of the Astro Tea Journal that's available on Amazon right now. Just go to the link here at the top of the room to go ahead and receive all of the exclusive tea. Hey, Sol. Welcome. Thank you for everyone who is a regular listener. We appreciate you. We see you and we thank you for being here with us for another episode. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, we're going to run through the astro weather of the upcoming week from the perspective of astrology and the corresponding tarot cards. And then we're going to have a conversation on stage at the end. But if there's any questions, comments, anything that resonates, anything that shocks you or surprises you or that resonates with your experience throughout the episode, feel free to drop that in the room chat and we'll get to your comment. So yeah, that's really it. I'm excited. If you want to grab some tea, get your Astro Tea Journal. We're going to start with Monday, October 24th. We got a lot to talk about this week. So we have the moon in Libra trine Saturn in Aquarius tomorrow. And so today is actually the day that Saturn is going direct. We talked about that last Sunday. Today we got the sun and Venus entering Scorpio. We got Saturn going direct. So today is already a very energetically busy and intense day. And tomorrow with Saturn and Aquarius being direct, it's gonna trine the moon in Libra. That's one of the first transits it'll be making now that it's in its direct, state of movement state of motion so this is happening at 18 degrees which is a virgo degree so the moon will be at 18 degrees libra trine saturn at 18 degrees aquarius and the relationship between libra and aquarius right libra's cardinal air and aquarius is fixed air it deals with systems and aesthetics So we're really starting off this week with Saturn's first aspect since going direct today, Sunday. So remember, just as a refresher, Saturn's been retrograde since June 4th of this year. So as it shifts into its direct motion, it will be forming a trine with the moon in Libra, but also Mercury in Libra, and it will continue squaring off with Uranus and Taurus. Uranus is still retrograde, but um, Saturn will hold that square with Uranus for, you know, a little while longer. Saturn doesn't move very quickly, neither does Uranus. So Saturn going direct is an excellent time for us to activate personal power, self-control, and commitment to the large-scale changes that we want to activate for our life. But since it's in an air sign, right, and it's going to be making this trying to Libra cardinal air, we have to be mindful of wanting to use this air energy, this Saturn energy to control our relationship affairs, right? Air signs are really about interconnection, communication, our relationships, whether it's friendships, co-workers, our romantic partners, our business partners, our neighbors, our extended family, right? It's all about the people and the relationships in our lives. So just being mindful of 
understanding that this is a time for activating our personal power so that we can be best fit to uh, participate and lead the large scale changes that we want to see and not really about trying to control the people around us right honoring them and giving them the space on their individual journey of transformation and growth so more and more i feel like especially during libra season right we were we've been observing our shift into alignment for what that means for ourselves in this moment and who can stay and who must go right as we go through these shifts and it can really be challenging to accept the natural ebb and flow of our relationship cycles but holding on to and resisting these changes will only add more momentum to eventually propel us to where we need to be to step up in our lives right um, the more that we hold on to something the more it begins to kind of slip through our fingers it's all an illusion so this is a really great day on Monday, a moon day, a reflective day to set intention of balance and discernment regarding our partnerships, our collaborations and our overall relationship um, commitments. <clears throat> I was definitely getting this more for like business relationships, more so than romantic relationships, but it's all energy. So it all applies. It really speaks to our different level of relationships. But because I feel like this is about our social impact, um, our social responsibility to the world. I really feel like this is more about who we're partnering with in order to achieve these things. So with Saturn going direct, we may feel the need to create more boundaries and take on more commitments and leadership responsibilities. Or even if we're not the ones initiating and seeking these things, we might be invited by others to participate in more of these opportunities. So me personally, um, I stopped manifesting being booked and busy. <laughs> it's been a while since I stopped like manifesting that like, oh, I want to be booked and busy. It's like, no, I, I really want the discipline and the commitment to be able to uh, show a level of responsibility over the abundance that spirit gives me. I don't want abundance that then I'm not able to like manage and maintain, right? So this is really more about uh, manifesting intentional collaborations and partnerships that provide us with everything that we need and still leaves us with the time to be well rested, the time to pursue hobbies, the time to take care of our personal lives, to focus on our health and our wellness. So it's important for us to discern what clients and what partnerships to say yes to. And so don't resist new opportunities, I feel. If you feel like something is aligned and it's coming into your sphere and you're like, wow, I feel overwhelmed possibly that's an invitation to look at what's already on your plate that maybe you're not resonating with anymore that you can clear off your plate in order to make room for these new opportunities so yes shift and and discern whether these new opportunities are in alignment but if you get the answer the answer is yes this is an alignment but i don't have room in my current schedule to say yes to it revise what you have already say, said yes to and see if there's any shifts that you can make any chapters that you can close in order to be in greater alignment with the partnerships that you've been seeking and manifesting so this is a really powerful start to the week with this air energy as you know we'll have plenty of scorpio in the air to talk about but this is like a really beautiful relationship that saturn is making with libra um, as it goes direct so empress what does this look like in the tarot with this trine Yes, really perfect way to start off the week with today's forecast.
So we have the moon in Libra, trining Saturn in Aquarius. In the tarot, this is the high priestess in Justice or the Queen of Swords, trining the Five of Swords energy. So before I get into today's transit, the sun enters Scorpio today, as so mentioned. So happy, happy Scorpio season to everyone. Venus also enters Scorpio today, in addition to Saturn going direct in Aquarius. And so bringing this into today's forecast, this is really bringing a level of acceptance to the experiences that we went through in Libra season now that we're officially in Scorpio. And so whether it be the ending of relationships, the ending of friendships, the ending of a particular mindset, or maybe the ending of a job role, with the high priestess representing that subconscious and your intuition, she's really in the energy of justice right now with this moon in Libra who is able to reach, you know, that fair decision no matter what feelings are intertwined. The queen of swords is also here bringing that level of truth, that level of honesty in such a clear way that it's really undeniable. And with all these cards, trining the five of swords energy, representing Saturn being direct in Aquarius, there have been multiple attempts to prevent this ending, no matter if that's the relationship, friendship, mind, mindset, or job role area for you. And so you may have attempted to go to counseling or work on your relationship with your partner before ending things. You may have tried to share your interest in astrology with your high school bestie and been made to feel like that weirdo with this Aquarius energy. You may have let your job know, hey, you know, this role that I'm in, doesn't really suit my interests and I've tried to you know switch departments and they've insisted no you know we need you to stay in this position because no one can do your job better so you have to stay there and so with this trying today reflecting on the conversations those thoughts and the evolved mindset and perspective that you've gone through during Libra season today is a day starting off this week on Monday to recognize the people that didn't make it to Scorpio season and instead of allowing it to make you feel sad or lonely, you're holding your head high, knowing that it was necessary, right? For your time, Saturn time, to maintain healthy boundaries. And I love what you mentioned, Soul, about, you know, you stopped asking to be booked and busy. That's so key, right? Why would I ask for all of this to come at me when I want to maintain that structure, that boundary that's going to really help me sustain myself? And that's what Saturnian energy is about and how you're moving forward with restriction, with the um, healthy boundary setting, right? Um, for your future self. And so well done. I want to commend us all for choosing ourselves first and really teaching others how they should and how they should not treat us by creating distance respectfully through those people that did not make it through to, to Scorpio season. So be proud of yourself. This week does have a really great note to start off and we're really going into more of that transformational energy tomorrow. So let's dive into Tuesday's old. Tuesday is intense. I'm, I really don't have another word to describe it. And so Empress and I, we did an entire room devoted on, uh, devoted to the new moon in Scorpio solar eclipse on Wednesday, this past Wednesday. And we were blessed by the, having the presence of Iso and Xavier in the room as well to really break down this energy. And it was just a really good time. So if you wanna get a more in-depth breakdown, you can definitely tune into the replay of our weekly SIP room from last week. And we also have an email going out 
probably by the end of today. So if you haven't joined our email list, definitely tune in to the link at the top of the room to sign up so you can get that new moon and Scorpio email before we send it out. Sorry, I'm having my tea too, y'all. So let's talk a little bit about this energy. I tried to bring up new points that I was seeing that we necessarily didn't talk about on Wednesday just to keep it fresh and interesting because there's honestly so much to say about this new moon. So first of all, let's break it down. It's happening at two degrees, Scorpio. And I think that's beautiful because two degrees is a Taurus degree. So already we have this access, this duality of Scorpio and Taurus, right? Which are sister signs, they oppose each other. And it's reflective in its energy. It's already reflective of this North node in Taurus, South node in Scorpio that we have going on as well simultaneously. So this is happening in the first decan of Scorpio, right? The first kind of nine to 10 degrees of Scorpio, which is ruled by Pluto. It's the Scorpio decan of Scorpio. So this is just pure, intense Scorpio energy that we're learning to navigate before we move on to the next kind of phase, the next chapter of Scorpio season, which is learning like the more Piscean or Neptunian aspects of Scorpio, right? So this is just pure Scorpio water that we're swimming in right now. And the co-rulers of the new moon are Mars and Gemini and Pluto and Capricorn. What do I mean by that? When we look at a new moon or a full moon, we discern what sign is it in. And then we look to the planetary ruler of that sign. So we're dealing with the new moon in Scorpio. So in order to find the ruler of the moon, you're like, okay, what planet rules Scorpio? Well, Mars is the traditional or the ancient ruler of Scorpio and Pluto is the modern ruler of Scorpio. So we're going to say that both of those planets are co-rulers of this new moon. So then we look, where is Mars? Where is Pluto? Okay, boom. Mars is at 25 degrees Gemini. Pluto is at 26 degrees Capricorn, right? So something that we talked about on Wednesday is that we're not really receiving light from either luminary, right? The moon is in its new phase and it's also going to be blocking out partially the sun's light. So we called it intuitive navigation, right? How that's really the only way that we can get around and navigate is through using our intuition because we won't really have any light to kind of go off of. And Venus is also going to be conjunct the sun and moon during this new moon, which are our masculine and feminine luminaries. So what I was really getting for this day that I want to talk about here, at least on Sunday, is that this is a time and this is heavy, but, you know, this is a time to heal epigenetic traumas and patterns in our ancestral relationships that we've been unconsciously replicating up until this point, starting with our parents, right? Before we go into our grandparents and great grandparents and we you know what are the patterns in our family, just look at like, how are we unconsciously replicating the patterns that we've seen between our parents dynamic, right? How they speak, to, whether that's good or bad, you know, some of us were blessed with, um, you know, no relationship is perfect, but you know, maybe we saw mutual love and mutual respect and honor, you know, between our families and some of us didn't. So I feel like, um, or even the, the parts that were a little less than perfect, right? How do we unconsciously replicate how our parents talk to one another, how they held space for one another, how they accepted one another and supported each other's spiritual journey, or maybe didn't, right? Anywhere on the spectrum. And so this is about giving ourselves the permission to create unions and relationships that are unlike any that we've seen before and releasing control of expectations of how the relationship should go 
and then working on instead being open in the present moment because I realized for myself it's like taking in a lot of information whether it's my parents or movies or tv shows or books about what quote-unquote normal relationships are supposed to look like and I'm like damn like I feel weird I feel like there's something wrong with me because it's like I don't want this aspect of quote-unquote normal relationships i want my relationships to look like this this is what intimacy means to me this is what partnership means to me and so we start to feel guilt and shame and we repress those things because it's not really what we've been told a normal you know relationship is supposed to look like so new moons are a blank slate at creating new opportunities and new experiences from this void womb space, right? The womb space, the moon, it's void, it's new, it's blank. And eclipses are only magnifying the intensity and the potential for change. So if we're willing to surrender to the process, this is an incredible opportunity to create something we've never seen before. And this is also a time where we take account of the baggage that we're carrying, what's putting weight on our spirit, what is it that compels us? What traumas, what experiences are compelling us to want to control others and want to control situations? What areas of our lives have we experienced powerlessness and a loss of control? When we think about what time, times in our life when we were wanting for something that never came, right? That, re that thing we really needed left us stranded, having to figure it out alone when we really needed resources and support. How have we dealt with those experiences? What are we creating out of the space when I tell you we have the power to create anything from it? What are we choosing to create? And a word that's really been on my heart about this new moon is integration. I pulled some cards for myself yesterday, and that was one of the cards that came out twice. I was like, okay, inter integration. It was at the bottom of the deck. Then I shuffled the deck. I don't know how many times integration was at the bottom of the deck again. I'm like, okay, got it. So this is about integration. Okay. And so, you know, I had a personal experience happen just a few days ago that I'm still kind of like processing. So it's hard for me to really like talk about it, but I... What I can share with you all about what it has to do with integration is I remember having to grieve and mourn the loss of past versions of myself that needed to die and that couldn't continue this journey with me, right? They are parts of me, but they're parts that I had to lay to rest and can't keep going with me. You know, they served their purpose to get me to where I am. And it hurt so much to accept that they were gone you know, that I just mourned them, I laid them to rest with ever wanting to bring them up again. So I threw away old clothes, I threw away old photos, I threw away memories, I gave away books and things that they loved, right? I say they as like, but I'm talking about myself, you know, I'm kind of like, boom, this person's dead. I accept it. Okay, let's just move on. Let's get rid of all their stuff. You know, I didn't really want to, um, I didn't really want to carry them in my spirit, so I didn't speak on them, right? I didn't create a memorial out of them in my heart, in my spirit. But now I'm realizing that not only am I still in a mourning their loss, right? But I still haven't gotten to a space of actually celebrating their life and fully integrating with what that version of me experienced so that I can have the insight that I do now, right? So it's like, damn, I thought I was done mourning. I laid it to rest, but it's like, no, I just repressed, you know, the the grief and the loss portion of having to accept that that person died, you know? And this relates too to other people. I'm speaking about it with uh, even just within myself, but of course, think about how this grief and loss applies to like other people in our in our lives that we've lost. So 
The question is now, how do we truly integrate the past, present, and future without resisting and resenting the passing of our other selves? and also thanking them and showing them gratitude by walking in the truth and power that their experiences gave us today. That's what this new moon in Scorpio is about, is it's accepting death, accepting mourning, and then processing, really processing, and then showing gratitude so that we can really integrate those past selves of us that got us to where we are today and emerge as yet a new version of ourselves again. One that knows where they came from, where they are, and then surrenders to the journey of where they're going. So that's really what I got. It's like really kind of heavy, but I feel like some of us have not accepted the loss and the death of the versions that cannot continue with us into this new um, stage of life. And that brings up very intense and complicated feelings that it's a great opportunity to create something beautiful and transformative out of this grief. So... That's what I got. Empress, what is, um, what's your take on the new moon from the tarot's perspective? Yes, so Tuesday, guys, we have the new moon solar eclipse that's happening in Scorpio. And this is the sun in death or the king of cups conjunct the seven of cups energy in the tarot. And so yesterday's forecast, the forecast that we talked about for Monday with the moon in Libra, trining Saturn in Aquarius, this to me was you know kind of like the slam dunk yesterday was the layup and today's forecast with this new moon solar eclipse in scorpio is a slam dunk kind of like i got the visual of like you know um shack taking a slam dunk and then it breaking the backboard and shattering the glass right that's today's energy for me especially since we've just literally today the sun enters scorpio so we're literally two days in and we're experiencing this amazing um strong impactful transformative energy with this solar eclipse and so today's meditation i'm just gonna say it today's meditation is so epic like it came in so strongly for me and i dare you guys to try it right um when you rise up on Tuesday, when you're, you know, wait, you're rising up to greet the new day, play the song of the week. If you guys were here when we played the song of the week, then you know the vibe of that song. If you haven't already, definitely make sure you go back and play that, okay? But when you rise up, play the song of the week. As you stand, you know, it's Scorpio season, so things get, you know, a bit sexy and freaky, so just go with me here. But stand in your nakedness or as close as you can get to it and just dance to the song of this week, okay? Let yourself laugh, let yourself cry, let yourself feel powerful and confident in who and what you are in that very moment. And tell me that after you don't feel like you can take on Scorpio season like John Wick after they kill his dog, okay? Embrace everything that has had to end up until today embrace what else has to fall away so that your wings can be released and you can soar in your power like the phoenix rising from the ashes right and i love what you mentioned soul about yes there are certain parts of ourselves that we've had to lay to rest i completely agree and it's like it takes a while for us to go through that shadow work and still sit with it and be able to, you know, really allow it to die, allow it to end, allow it to leave our energy field, right? But one of the things that came to mind when you mentioned that was, you know, those people that 
um, while they're still living, you talk to them and they're like, my aunt is like this, for example. She's like, for my funeral, I'm gonna write in my will, you guys are not allowed to wear black. You guys are not allowed to mourn me. You guys are not allowed to be sad and be crying. I want my I want my funeral to be a celebration of my life. And and that really came in heavily to me when you were mentioning that soul about, you know, wanting to um still look on the the situations that have happened and of course it pulls up all different types of emotions but really making that choice especially with the intense energy we'll be experiencing for the solar eclipse in scorpio making that intentional choice to like i said play the song of this week and dance get into that vibe feel fearless in how you're moving forward embrace everything that's had to end right and what else is going to continue to fall away because the shadow work is never done the transformation is continually happening the cycles the seasons nature is always the leaves fall every year it's not like they fall one year and then it's like okay we're done falling like the leaves fell last year so we're done no they're gonna fall again next year around this time right that's the cycle of life and death and so being able to have that perspective of celebration or even just embracing that this has to happen this is a part of what i signed up for and i'll get through um i'll get onto that a little bit later on in the week as well you know can really help you to soar in your power so take the plunge in your subconscious on a day like today with this new moon in scorpio take that plunge that plunge into your subconscious and face your fears Today would be a fantastic day. I was getting this as well to take a cold plunge or a cold shower on a day like today. And this is basically when you immerse yourself in cold water by dipping your entire body in a cold bath or just turning the knob to the coldest setting in the shower and standing underneath it. Being able to withstand the range of emotions that you feel while doing either of those things, whether it's a cold plunge or a cold bath, Oh my goodness, okay? <laughs> that first stage of courage, like, I got this, I can do this, to the contemplation, like, hold up, was this a good idea? Like, was I really, <laughs> what What am I doing, okay? To hesitation, do I keep this on cold? Do I turn up, do I, you know, stop doing this? To defeat, okay, this is really too cold, I need to stop, okay, I wanna do this, I don't wanna do this anymore, right? I wanna get out, I wanna get out the stuff. To victory, right? When that two minutes is over, however long you're going to go through that experience of being like, damn, I did that. Wow. Oh my gosh. I really had a lion heart. I really like, I, we on period. Okay. Okay. I see you. You know, it, that's going to get your blood pumping and it's going to help you prepare and get into that energy of rebuff that we all need to have that fearlessness that this week's song represents having that lion heart starting out this journey that we're gonna all embark on through Scorpio season. We need to have that, that's so imperative, right? So know that whatever the Scorpio eclipse energy brings for you, it's not about what comes up, but with the seven of cups energy, it's what you do with what comes up, right? Because whatever energy you give to a situation is the energy that will be reflected back to you. So lead yourself like a king, like this king of cups. Lead yourself into the hidden waters and maintain your forward movement no matter what comes up. Don't chicken out and try and turn back and be like, oh, I know I, I had to leave that part of myself behind, but now I want to go. You know, I gave all my stuff away in the garage sale, but I think I have their contact number somewhere. I can call them and ask for my stuff. Like, no, no, continue your forward movement no matter what comes up, 
because you know that you're going to reach your destination. And guess what? A more powerful and unfuckwittable version of you and who you are is waiting at the end of that, of the destination. So also I got, if you have not already, you know, um, make sure that you join our email list. Cause as so mentioned, you know, we did go ahead and, um, uh, we did the room, uh, earlier this week, right on Wednesday. So go and listen to the replay for that. If you want to dive deeper with that energy, we went through a, a few more things. So definitely listen to the replay, but also make sure you sign up to the new moon email, um, or the email list so that you can get that new moon email that we'll be sending out today or tomorrow. Definitely. So you can revise that energy. Okay. Um, so that's going to go out for the new, new moon, solar eclipse in Scorpio. Um, if you have already subscribed, make sure you check your inbox and give that a read. We've included info from the astro and tarot perspective, as well as the linked chakra, which is the solar plexus chakra, crystals, herbs, activities, and much, much more. So definitely check that out guys. Um, but if not tomorrow, but definitely on Tuesday so that you can go through the journal process and play the song of the week, right? So that you can jam out and really get yourself geared up for this Scorpio season. Cause it's going to be intense, but there's so much room for transformation and beautiful change, right? Um, so let's get into Wednesday. So that's all I'm going to say about Tuesday. Something that you brought up that happened yesterday. And actually I saved that for Mercury and Scorpio, but I had a conversation with my mom and my grandma yesterday about death. And my mom was like, she was talking about her wishes of like, yeah, I don't want a funeral. I don't want people dressed in black. Like I want people to like celebrate and be happy and like talk about all the funny moments or how crazy I was or whatever. You know, she's like, I don't want people just sitting there being sad. So it was interesting. I kind of like, you know, I don't know. No one really wants to hear their parents talking about them dying and stuff. But I was like, you know what? I want to honor her and give her the space to express like what it is that she wants because she's an eighth house son, eighth house Mercury. So just hearing her express and learn more about like what she desires so that I don't just project on like, I'm gonna have a funeral procession of, you know, 2000 people for my mom. Like, no, that's not what she wants. You know, like I can't project onto that experience what I want for her. It's about honoring her wishes. So that really came up for me yesterday. It's funny that you brought that up. So moving on to Wednesday, October 26th, we have Mercury and Libra trying Mars and Gemini. And I feel like, we talked about this last week a little bit about um, we were talking about Venus and Libra and Gemini, Mars and Gemini. So I feel like this relationship coming up again is like, nah, y'all didn't learn the lesson yet last week. Y'all got caught off guard. Y'all weren't present. Y'all didn't know what was going on. So we have to talk about this relationship again. Libra and Gemini, but this time it's Mercury, right? So the relationship between Gemini and Libra is all about connection and interconnection. And this is happening at 25 degrees, which is an Aries degree. It's like the highest octave of the Aries degrees. We have one degree, 13 degrees, and 25 degrees, all ruled by Aries. So 25 is like the highest octave. So Mercury will be at 25 degrees Libra, trine Mars at 25 degrees Gemini. So we still have this eighth and 12th house energy dynamic playing out between Libra and Gemini. And so what do I mean by that is when we put the sun in Scorpio on the ascendant in the first house, that's going to naturally put Mars and Gemini in the eighth house and Mercury and Libra in the 12th house. So, you know, what are we supposed to learn on this go around, right? 
as we're emerging into this new moon energy, because um, I may or may not have said this today, but we said it on Wednesday that eclipses are super, super intense. Like whereas a new moon or full moon, the energy lasts for about two weeks. For eclipses, it lasts for about six months, right? So we're really kind of in this state of observation and learning and transformation until the full moon in Scorpio in May of 2023. So like this energy ain't going nowhere. But as we're emerging into this new moon energy, right? Because the new moon has passed or, you know, has has been direct after this uh, before this point on Wednesday um, there's a lot of unconscious and subconscious energy that we're receiving aka Mercury and projecting aka Mars in our relationships right I was gonna type in our intimate relationships but I was like I can't even call them intimate relationships because that's not what I feel I feel like that is the problem that we're avoiding intimacy in our relationships what I was really feeling was I feel more so power moves. I feel games that are being played as ways to overcompensate for not wanting to take the plunge and be vulnerable, which is funny. I def I also got that plunge imagery that you got Empress about. Not necessarily a cold plunge, but I'm like, yeah, it's kind of like sometimes you just got to jump in the water because trying to like gradually get in there, it feels worse than just saying, you know, fuck it, I'm just going to jump in. So we don't want to take the plunge and be vulnerable. I feel like some of us, we have desires, we have thoughts, we have ideas, and we have imagery about how we want to operate in relationships, you know, how we want to be treated, what are the terms of engagement, right? But we're not speaking on those things. And instead, some of us are trying to passively manipulate the people that we're in relationships with to play out a dynamic that. A, we haven't really even accepted within ourselves that we want. So then how can we possibly even like communicate those things to our partner about what we want in a relationship? For some people, I feel like they feel like they're not willing to get to a place of depth in conversation that's required to get there. Other people feel like it's too late. You know, like, damn, I already met your aunties, your uncles, your grandmothers, your second cousins twice removed, which I never really understood. <laughs> I never understood what that meant. I don't know how someone could be twice removed, but you know, that's neither here nor there. But it's like, I just, you know, I, I've met your extended family before. So now it's like, I feel like I'm in too deep to say like, I kind of want to break up with this person. So I'd rather, you know, manipulate them into being who I want them and need them to be. Or some people already have a child with this person, right? So you feel kind of the need to self-sacrifice your wants and needs in a relationship. And instead you deceive yourself into saying, you know what, I accept things as they are, right? Just because you're like, how do I kind of get out of this dynamic if I already have a child with this person and this is not what I want? So once Mercury moves into the first house of the sun, because remember it's in the 12th house right now, our ideas and our desires around relationships will become more clear. So if it's foggy right now, you're like, yeah, you know, I feel like I have desires and needs that I haven't really expressed, but like, what are those things? Are those things possible for me? How do I begin to like feel empowered in expressing those things? I feel like it's okay to ask for clarity and wait for a response once Mercury moves into the first house of the sun and things become a lot more clear. But 
This is also just very uh, quickly, but unrelated. Uh, Empress and I talked a little bit about this on Wednesday. I feel like this transit marks the beginning of potentially ugly legal battles between the couples that filed for divorce in Libra season. So it's like y'all filed for divorce, y'all accepted and initiated this, um, this separation in Libra season, but now comes the nitty gritty into getting like how they're dividing assets, right? The money part. The control part <laughs> um so certain things i was getting like using kids as a manipulation tool in the divorce or like fighting over custody um defamation of character you know hidden power moves somebody in the relationship already having a new secret lover right with that mercury and libra in the 12th it's like you know you rebounded real quick <laughs> even after 10 years of marriage you already out here with you know boyfriend number two right so it's like just a lot. I feel like this is now going to be the beginning of the, um, you know, the legal process of separation for a lot of these couples that we saw that announced their divorce in Libra season. So we just gonna have to see how it, you know, plays out. And we'll talk about a little bit more of these transits as we go through Scorpio season. But that's what I was getting, at least for this trine between Mars and Mercury. So Empress, what's your perspective? Boyfriend number two. <laughs> hey, that guy. <laughs> That's literally what just sticking in my head in like the past five seconds. But yes, okay, Wednesday we have Mercury in Libra and it's trining Mars in Gemini. On Wednesday we have in the Tarot the Four of Swords, trining the Tower in the Lovers or the Knight of Swords energy. And so the Four of Swords on Wednesday, it may have you rising up today with that, you know, uh, devil and angel dynamic on your shoulder and just go with me here the angel is like you know did I really file for divorce in Libra season <laughs> like did I really listen to Empress and dance in front of the mirror naked yesterday like did I really do that cold plunge or that cold shower and almost die like that angel part of you is like did I really try that new sex position and enjoy it like who am I Jesus saw that oh my god I'm going to hell right and the towel card in the lovers trining the four of swords is like the devil piping up on the other shoulder like you showed sure it about time you let your alto ego out you know it's been waiting for some time to shine and don't lie you liked it didn't you mm -hmm. don't lie you like the fact that you didn't go any mini miny mo with you know the seven of cups here and and you just did what you wanted to do on period ow good for you right and so with the knight of swords energy here in the forecast a part of you knows it feels good to just make moves and not wait until everything has to make sense or until everything feels completely comfortable and with this happening at the most mature aries degree this is pressing the nitros button during a car race like dom did in fast and furious right and letting that badass version of you drive even if it means leaving brian behind in the race and so today allow the energy from the solar eclipse to rage on and cause any much needed destruction to make space for what is to come embrace it as i mentioned in the earlier transit for this week also for some of you if this solar eclipse has so suddenly brought up a new love interest, a job offer, a new unexpected, you know, new unexpected money, right? Or an ideal business partner for you, don't overthink it. 
right? Because you go to that place of, oh, this is too good to be true. I just filed for divorce and like Soul said, like, oh my gosh, I'm in, I'm into something new already. Like, what the heck? You know, boyfriend number two? What? I just, you know, I'm I'm just still trying to get into my own lane. This is this is happening too fast. Keep a level head and continue to walk on yourself because whether or not it's for you will be revealed in time without you forcefully stopping it or obsessing over it, right? So act cool. Be cool like that celebrity celebrity when they meet a fan on the road, right? And be open to whatever the interaction can bring for you. Okay, don't overthink. So I'll digress there for time, but let's go ahead and get into Thursday's transit. So I need to be I need to be better at that, keeping my cool. I be my Mercury in the first house with my Gemini energy in the seventh i just be overthinking all the possibilities for just none none of them to play out one possible it's the one possibility i didn't consider that ends up playing out anyways so um as we go into thursday october 27th i'm so excited this is such a beautiful day um so we have the moon in sagittarius trying jupiter retrograde in aries and so just keep in mind this is thursday it's a jupiter day and we're talking about jupiter with the moon in sag which is ruled by jupiter it's just like a really beautiful day to kind of like um, reorient ourselves after this very intense new moon. So the relationship between Aries and Sagittarius is all about growth and conviction. And this transit is happening at one degree. So the moon will be at one degree Sag, trine Jupiter retrograde at one degree Aries. One degree is an Aries degree. And this is the last aspect that Jupiter retrograde is making before it's descent back into Pisces, right? So the last time that Jupiter will be in Aries and this is what it's doing. It's gonna be trining the moon and Sag. So I'll talk a little bit more, well, both of us will talk a little bit more about Jupiter going into Pisces for Friday's transit. But this Jupiter retrograde, what I just want to say about it is, is really about briefly dipping back to a past cycle. So every time a planet completes a zodiac cycle, it's almost like the next circle is bigger. Think about the rings on a tree, right? You you close a ring and then the next ring on this tree is even a, a bigger, larger um, representation or journey of what you just experienced. So when Jupiter first went into Aries, this was like a complete new cycle on this zodiac wheel. So think about that imagery It's like, okay, boom, we just completed it. We got our little graduation. We had our capping gown. We got our diploma. We went through Pisces into Aries. But now what does it mean to go back? You know, why are we going back? Why is this planet Jupiter about our philosophies, our um, cultural norms, our religious, you know, our understanding of like our connection to a higher power, to God energy? Like, what does this mean to go back to a cycle that we already kind of graduated from? So it's dipping into a past cycle to absorb wisdom, to absorb information from other realms, right? To absorb ancestral and elemental support. What do I mean by elemental support? That's how I've just been referencing. When we talk about like spirit guides, I've kind of just been calling them like elemental beings or like our elemental team, because whether we're thinking about angels or demons or nymphs and fairies or mermaids, like they, they're all in these other realms, but they're not the same element. You know what I mean? They're different elemental beings like nymphs and fairies, for example, might be air energy or earth energy. <clears throat> but mermaids are water energy, right? So I just kind of refer to them as elemental beings or our elemental team, 
right? So we're going to be getting information from these elemental beings and these ancestral beings, right? Um, during this transit before then re-emerging into this present timeline, right? Back into Aries with this newfound information. So it's really like taking a dive and see the Akashic records to reorient ourselves with knowledge about where are we and who are we, right? Because Aries is I am. So it's like, who are we, right? This transit is really about setting that intent before the plunge. So the moon in Sagittarius is reminding us that this journey into Pisces, which is the other Jupiter ruled sign, right? It's really about, okay, how do we seek wisdom? How do we find truth? How do we feel compassion towards ourselves for what we didn't know? How do we prioritize facts over feelings, right? What happens when we get new truth that conflicts with our belief system, right? How do we um, not deify our beliefs so that we can really be open to shifting them when new information and new truths are presented? And just overall to get a software update when it comes to our relationship with our higher self and our elemental team. And the Aries influence here with Jupiter and Aries and the Aries degree that we're experiencing with this transit is here to tell us like this is a personal journey about our personal relationship with God. You know, I had a client the other day or other week talk to me about, you know, not quite fitting into any spiritual belief system. She's like, I've tried, I've studied Ifa, I've studied other African traditional religions. I've gotten into Santeria. You know, I grew up in a Christian household. I dove into Buddhism for a little bit. And she's like, I always feel out of place. Like I always feel like something's missing missing you know and I was able to see in her chart right she has her fire uh signs in the water houses um so I'm like girl this is about creating it for you but I'm like I, I started thinking about how does that apply to everyone you know this is really something it's, it's about creating our own system of what resonates you know what feels in alignment what our ancestors practiced as well and also owning that unique blend even when it doesn't make sense to anyone else so on this Jupiter day, which is so poetically beautiful, right? That we're talking about Jupiter on a Thursday. Let's set this intention of going into Jupiter and Pisces to evolve in our spiritual relationship and our journey of spiritual transformation. And let's allow ourselves to manifest the people, places, and things that will reveal the higher knowledge that we're seeking in order to be able to ascend to the next level of our spiritual journey. So we'll talk a little bit about Jupiter and Pisces um, specifically on Friday, but for now that was, you know, just know that this is the last transit that Jupiter is making while it's still in Aries. So Empress, what's your perspective on this? Yes, today is definitely a software update day. I love that you mentioned that. Um, that is like a key phrase that I think really fits the energy for today. So with the moon in Sagittarius, trining Jupiter retrograde in Aries in the tarot, this is the high priestess in the energy of temperance and the knight of wands, trining the four of wands energy in the reverse. And so today's forecast is like reteaching people how to treat you and introducing yourself with a rebrand by making a public service announcement, which I think really ties in with what you mentioned about just having an overall soft software update. And I heard Jay-Z in my head, like, allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho, oh, Ace to the O-V, right? I was just, that song started playing in my head. Um, so as I mentioned from Monday's forecast, you may have had to end cycles with friends. 
end cycles with relationships, employers, and or ending certain cycles within your mindset. And so this could be you going out with the Knight of Wands here and meeting new friends. This could be you revamping your wardrobe as you mentioned, so this could be you redefining or creating your own system when it comes to interacting with, <laughs> when it comes to interacting with, you know, your ancestors, you know, whatever spiritual beliefs you've learned about so far, right? Um, committing to a new workout schedule. I was getting that as well for some of us. Um, uh, to lose relationship weight, because we all know sometimes when we get a bit comfortable in relationships, we tend to, to gain certain weight because of that comfortability you know going out to eat going on dates all this stuff and so now getting into that energy of like no i'm creating i'm reintroducing myself i'm rebranding myself let me commit to a workout schedule to lose some of this weight to get you know get back to embracing and transforming myself this scorpio season right this could be you even getting a new haircut i was getting for some of you um how fitting this is in an aries degree right one degree aries so you might be getting some kind of new haircut to possibly release any of that old energy you know people always mention when i cut my hair i felt like i was releasing some of that you know that old energy that i've been holding on to and and being able to embrace a sexy shortcut for a change so this could be you applying to a new employer with a badass resume or cv that you spruced up even deciding to take the leap and start your own business with this Knight of Wands energy. Some of you may also enroll in a potential course to learn a skill that's gonna build your confidence in a certain area. With the Four of Wands here, today you deeply resonate with that saying, change starts with me. Change starts with me. And that rebranding process, you making that public service announcement, really obviously is gonna have to come from a decision that you make. This has a lot of mutable energy with the Sagittarian energy here, but also Jupiter being the ruler of Sagittarius. So it's that expansion and embracing that, that energy of change. And because we're still in a super Saiyan mode from the solar eclipse earlier this week, um, check the new moon email that's gonna come out for that badass visual reference. Um, this week, action is your first middle and last name right at this point the song of the week really needs to just be on repeat for you and i love that for us because it's going to be on repeat for me too to just continually inject that fearlessness that excitement towards having that real lion heart energy when it comes to attacking these transits each and every day so make sure you're playing that song on repeat this would be a great day again to inject it, especially with not only the Jupiterian energy, but the Aries degree that this is happening in. I think that's really going to help support us um, for uh, today's forecast. So let's get into Friday, Soul. Yes. So Friday, October 28th, that's, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about Jupiter going into Pisces just as its own transit, its own event, because it is very exciting. So Jupiter is going to be emerging back into Pisces. Uh, and then it goes direct on November 23rd. So between now and November 23rd, it's going to be going back into its descent into Pisces. And then November 23rd, it's going to shift direct. And from that point for about a month until December 20th, it's going to shift, 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 shift back um, through Pisces back into Aries on December 20th slash 21st. It'll be back in Aries. 
so we have some some time to be able to observe some lessons we're going to be going back through pisces and then forward through pisces so it's almost like here in the retrograde motion we're in some sort of surrender because we're trying to absorb and learn information and then when it goes direct we'll have some sort of clarity to be able to enjoy that last kind of month of jupiter being in pisces before the shift um which is exciting you know i've i've honestly um enjoyed jupiter and aries but jupiter and pisces was a very beautiful time for us as well to revisit and so what's even more exciting is that jupiter and pisces is in the fifth house of the sun so it's adding a lot of that fifth house energy of you know creativity of passion of our inner child of letting loose of romance and passion and creativity and so to me this means that this time of spiritual upgrading right and transformation is also going to bring about these waves of artistry and creativity and connection with the divine using what we create as a modality of communication right what we're creating is going to be a manifestation of like our relationship with spirit and so what we're inspired to put our energy into over the next two months by the time jupiter returns to aries is really going to be um kind of the proof in the pudding of where we're at spiritually you know maybe services that we're finally offering that took a certain level of discernment and education and obedience to be able to say that wow now i'm finally putting that out there and putting my time and energy behind something that i really needed to go to the through this experience in order to even be in a position of teaching this or being an expert on this and so i'm feeling also sacred solitude right pisces is it's resonant of 12th house energy it's sometimes needing to be in isolation not forced isolation but i think it's like being able to create sacred solitude you know and um, go into meditations alone see what it is that comes up for us when we're diving into these parts of our mind bodies and spirits it's also about talking to our elders about their lives. If we have the blessing of having, you know, grandparents and elders around, it's talking to them, getting some sort of record about their life, you know, especially what spirituality and God means to them. You know, what was their journey, their spiritual journey throughout their life thus far? What are their experiences with their culture? Especially if you, you know, if you have immigrants in your family, right? Uh, what was that transition point? I talked to my grandma about that a lot, you know, because she grew up, you know, she was what, maybe like 30 before she came to the U.S. So she spent a good amount of her time in Costa Rica before she came here. So to, to the point where she remembers, you know, the cultural shift, you know, I asked her about those things. Um, Jupiter retrograde can also reveal hidden talents, unexpected gifts, or other opportunities that, again, now we're ready for. We're going back in time, right, with what we have now. So it's like we're prepared for something that maybe we didn't, whether it was that we weren't prepared or we didn't realize that we were prepared, right, when Jupiter first crossed those degrees in Pisces. And I feel like a lot of us will either be connecting with latent artistic talents we didn't know that we had, um, that's really exciting. I feel like a lot of people are going to really be creating art with a like spiritual intent, whether it's sacred, you know, you're incorporating sacred geometry or using colors and lines and shapes a lot more uh, intentionally now that you've learned about, you know, the spiritual significations of those things um, or sigils, you know what I'm saying? Kind of art that's directly tied to our spiritual intent. 
um, or just artistic talents that we've put down for a lot of time. And now that the fifth uh, Jupiter's in the fifth house of the sun, we get to tap into our inner child bag a little bit more and, and create from this space. So it's overall just a redefinition of our spiritual um, spiritual embodiment and Christ consciousness energy. And I'll get to that a little bit later in the week. There's another chance there where I want to talk about the embodiment of Christ consciousness. But that's what I'll say for now. We'll talk more about Jupiter's descent into Pisces as it begins to aspect other planets. So just stay tuned for that over the next two months. But that's just a little bit about what this transit overall means with Jupiter going back into Pisces. So Empress, what's your take on this? OMG. So guys, we're at Friday. We're almost into the weekend. And Jupiter is going to go retro Jupiter retrograde and entering Pisces. So in the tarot, this is the eight of cups in the reverse. And oh my goodness, the visual that I got as soon as I began meditating on today's forecast was that scene from Stranger Things. I'm really hoping a lot of y'all watch the latest um, season of Stranger Things because this is just epic. Okay, where you know where Eddie Munson had that super epic guitar solo when he was in the Upside Down? That's the visual that literally came to mind when I was looking at this card and just the, the visual imagery of it. And not only is the Eight of Cups literally upside down, while and he this visual came to me with the scene that he had when he was in the upside down, right? I got this download. But if you've watched, you know, if you've watched the latest season of Stranger Things, you would know that, or if you if you haven't, Eddie Munson is one of the characters in the show. Um, he's quickly labeled earlier on as someone that typically avoids intense feelings right he runs not walks away from them like he you know had an intense emotional scene where you know um what was it a demigorgon or something came to attack and he literally like ran away and it's kind of one of those things where with the eight of cups in the upright it has that imagery of you know someone having a stick and just like walking away turning their back to the cups not wanting to really address or more or less wanted to just move on from right and so with this you know energy of the eight of cups being in the reverse this transit is really one that we'll be experiencing where it's going to cause us to have to take a stand and face our fears right with this eight of cups in reverse we're having to sit with it we're having to face our fears traumas possible guilt possessiveness toxicity, jealousy, all of that. All of it we're gonna have to be dealing with while Jupiter is retrograde uh, in the energy of Pisces, right? There's that spiritual element uh, that we're dealing with when it's in this, this sign of Pisces. And so literally going into subconscious and shouting, I'm ready to do the shadow work, putting that label on yourself. Like I said, with that guitar solo, it's in this space where there's hella monsters everywhere and you get on top of a trailer park, like a, one of those trailer houses and you start playing a guitar with a speaker plugged into your guitar, right? And you're, you're literally having that energy while Jupiter is retrograde in Pisces to say, I'm not gonna hide. I'm welcoming all the things that are hidden in my subconscious to reveal itself to me. I want it to show up. I want it to come towards me. For others in the collective that are still wanting to kind of avoid this stance of finally taking a stand and saying, you know what, I'm gonna deal with everything. 
this is kind of like, you know, Vecna from Stranger Things or just in general, you being forced to to have to deal with it. You being stuck in this position with the retrograde period to have to deal with these emotions and really face them. And by having to forcefully deal with things like possessiveness, toxicity, remember the sun enters Scorpio today. Remember we're in Scorpio season at this point. So with you having to be forced to deal with these types of deep emotions that are centered around these scorpionic themes, okay, this could, you know, cause some people in society be, society to be driven crazy. We have to deal with that, especially with this Piscean energy. It's going to be retrograde in Pisces, psychedelic, psycho, you know, <laughs> psychedelic, like that, that experience, um, you know, some of the, some to the point of being literally put in a psych ward was what I was getting with the Pisces energy, or even just um, forcing um, people to get into things like very heavy drug use that can lead to overdose because they want to go into that avoidance space of, I don't want to acknowledge, you know, or I'm super scared, I need something to cope. And so going into um, heavy drug and alcohol use that can possibly lead to overdose. And overdose is not really a great idea in Scorpio season, okay? When we look in the tarot, Scorpio, and the major arcana represents the death card, represents that cycle. And so if you're not willing to go into that energy of transformation and accepting the rebuff that potentially needs to happen, especially with your subconscious, you know, we can see some of these trends come up. And I will bring it up a little bit um, tomorrow in a different way with Mercury. Whatever begins to come up for you, uh, while this is happening, you will not have the chance to run. I repeat, you will not have the chance to run from it until November 23rd. So you're literally going to be dealing with this the entire season of Scorpio in a very fixed way, um, as this is a fixed water sign that we're dealing with, with it being Scorpio. So just as, you know, Stranger Things would suggest, or just in general, be open to discussions with others that will not think you are crazy i would encourage you to possibly have those you know conversations with other people where you can relate to what you're going through and and have that willpower to hold the position and fight saying okay you know what i'm going through this but what you too oh but it's just in a different area of your life because one thing is of course, Scorpio is going to be happening at different aspects of our chart. Scorpio may be happening in a completely different house. So check the house that Scorpio is in um, for you specifically, because this can help give you a lot more insight. Um, definitely check that, especially for the solar eclipse that's happening, you know, um, that injection of energy, um, because that's going to help you see like where I need to have like the most willpower right now to really hold my position. Okay, kind of like Dustin stood by Eddie. Dustin was one of the characters in Stranger Things that was by Eddie while he was doing this guitar solo in the upside down and all these flying creatures are coming directly for them and he's like, stick, you know, I'm gonna stick beside him type energy. So, you know, have those types of people that are also gonna be in your tribe, that are also gonna be in your community that will, you know, trusted friends, people that did make it through Libra season, you know, cause those, those are the real ones right now that are in your space and in your energy, if they made it through Libra, that are gonna help you to continue that position and fight and you support each other. So keep that in mind. 
uh, for Jupiter retrograde when it enters Pisces. Um, that's all I'll say for, for Friday's energy. Let's get into the weekend talk. Yes. So as we approach the weekend, Saturday, October 29th, we're officially approaching spooky season with Halloween just around the corner. And we have at this point the sun, moon and Venus in Scorpio. And now on Saturday, October 29th, Mercury will also be joining Scorpio. So I kind of wanted to focus this more on like what happens what like what you know what happens when mercury enters scorpio does it like being in scorpio what's the relationship between mercury and scorpio because we'll have plenty of time to talk about the transits that mercury and scorpio will be making as it begins to aspect other planets on its journey through scorpio so what i want to focus on is mercury is what we call peregrine in the sign of scorpio so what does that mean it means that it's it doesn't have any type of dignity or rulership in the sign of Scorpio. So for example, Mercury is domicile in Gemini and Virgo. Mercury is exalted in Virgo. Some other people say that Mercury should be exalted in uh, Aquarius. And that's like, you know, I could talk about that another time. That's an interesting frame of thought, even though it wouldn't really follow the rule of why certain planets are exalted in particular signs. But I understand, right? The, the highest degree of our, our mercury, our alchemy powers is electricity, right? What other thing has transformed our alchemical abilities in the modern world like electricity has? But anyways, I digress. Mercury is detriment in Sagittarius and Pisces, meaning it's a little uncomfy there. And then it's fallen in Pisces. Mercury does not do well or operate well when it's in the sign of Pisces. And we'll, you know, we'll, we'll get to that whenever we enter Mercury and Pisces. We'll talk about why. But so Mercury has no association to Scorpio energy. It's not happy there. It's not unhappy there. It's not uncomfortable there. So it's like, what is it? It's peregrine, right? So the root word of peregrine is Latin, of Latin origin, and it means foreigner or wanderer, okay? So where we get a little bit dangerous, where we get into little dangerous waters is, let me put it like this. Mercury is the planet of alchemy, and it's gonna be moving into Scorpio with no clear intention, right? It's not setting an intention. It doesn't know, okay, boom, I'm gonna to choose to operate this way in this energy. It has no clear intent, but it's moving into a sign that's all about agendas. <laughs> so it's like, y'all see the picture that I'm painting of like, that means everything is possible. You know, that means that we may not be intentional or aware of our magical intent and abilities at this time, meaning that anything is possible while Mercury it's, is in Scorpio. It's all fair game because it's there's always gonna be an agenda on the table with Scorpio. But if we're not intentional, if we're not clear about how we're moving through this space, right? We can manifest things unconsciously or become victim to other people's manifestations because we're not being present or aware. So some important aspects to look at is when, you know, Mercury eventually is going to conjunct the sun in Scorpio. It's going to conjunct the south node in Scorpio. It's going to conjunct Venus in Scorpio. It's eventually going to square Uranus and Taurus and Saturn and Aquarius. And then I was definitely, that's why I'm like, let me just hold off. When uh, eventually when Mercury and Scorpio trines Neptune and Pisces, that's, I was getting that heavy drug use energy. Um, Scorpio is really about extremes and Neptunian energy. Pisces energy is kind of about like numbing or escaping. So it's really going to extreme lengths to just quiet 
and still our minds and our spirit. So, you know, we'll talk about those things once Mercury um, begins to create those aspects. But overall, I was definitely getting conversations around sexual reproduction, sexual education, especially for women. Um, even though everyone can benefit from these conversations because it's really like what I'm hoping and what I want to be part of the change that I want to see is having conversations about sexual empowerment, you know, and I really, um, I wish that younger people could have a lot more educational, transparent conversations about sex, you know, um, that is something that I would, you know, things that are age appropriate, but I think a lot of the times we reserve sexual empowerment and sexual education until something negative or, you know, uncomfortable has already happened, which really frustrates me. Um, but we might also get revelations about people in positions of power abusing their influence. Um, we might be having more conversations about death and dying and people talking about their last wishes. Like I said, happened to me yesterday with a conversation I had with my mom and my grandma. Um, learning more about the occult. Definitely people are going to become more students of the occult, with, whether it's like literal metaphysical things or just like occult information, right? Occult is just anything that's hidden. So whether it's, you know, quote unquote conspiracy theories, I don't even like calling them that because they're not conspiracies. <laughs> and a lot of that is like gaslighting, but you know, things that are under the radar of the major narrative, I think people will become more interested in learning and studying those things. And then a lot more commercial energy for occultists, which I'm really excited about because Mercury is a commercial, um, you know, it rules commerce. So I feel like a lot more of that commercial energy will be directed towards our occultists and root workers and spiritual practitioners. So this is a great time to, you know, be confident in announcing your services, what it is that you offer to the collective, really put your all into making sure your work is powerful and intentional and really a direct relation to what it is that you want to transform in yourself and in this world, you know, really making sure your work is impactful and not trying to siphon people's dependency because there's a lot of spiritual desperation and dependency out there but remember everything that's done in the dark is going to be shown in the light all these people that are desperate and confused right now under neptune and pisces they're very easily spiritually influenced once neptune and aries comes around and they become aware of all the trickery <laughs> and all the people that led them astray you do not want to get caught on the side of that karmic consequence don't be one of these people who abuses your spiritual knowledge to prey on our little spiritual babies because we talked about it they're low-key the secret is they're the elders <laughs> they're just not spiritually awake yet <laughs> so it's like once they become spiritually awake and realize that you preyed on their energy it's not going to go well for you even if you don't think about it what's in it for you that's just not an ethical practice so just be be the change of empowering people on their occult journey and not be someone who kind of uses their power um, for your gain is kind of what I'll say. So exciting transit. We'll talk about it more as it begins to aspect other planets. But that's what I have for Mercury and Scorpio. Empress, I know you got some really juicy stuff to talk about. I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Oh my gosh, we're in the weekend. So this upcoming Saturday, guys, Mercury enters Scorpio, okay? And in the tarot, this is the magician entering the energy of death and the king of cups. So with the energy of today's forecast, I really began to think of those investigative shows. So initially, those shows I used to watch with my mom when I was younger, like Monk. Who remembers Monk? Oh my God, I loved Monk. 
um psych was coming up that new show on netflix duck gently the holistic detective the closer medium you know even shows like snap and of course you know our you already know i heard the dun dun for like law and order so all of those things you know just instantly flooded my mind with this energy of the magician entering death of the king of cups with the with mercury entering scorpio there could definitely be either a new season of an investigation show that emerges during this transit or an entirely new show that ends up popping up. I know that we did kind of get that Jeffrey Dahmer, you know, um, uh, series and all that stuff popping up as well on Netflix uh, more recently. But with the magician in the energy of death, there is a conversation, there is curiosity, there is communication that can lead to fatalities that can lead to investigations of endings in relationships, right? Like, oh my gosh, you know, why did this end? Did they only cheat on me with one person? Let me do some research. Let me, you know, cause Scorpio is that FBI hidden investigator type energy. And we just left Libra that we said was all about the relationship status and maybe possible endings that happened during that season as well. And now the sun has entered Scorpio, it's entered today. So um, it can also be an increase in murders that we see in, in the public or just in, in society in general due to that possessive, jealous, toxic behavior that stemmed from a place of emotional intensity with Scorpio, um, us now being in Scorpio season and Mercury being in Scorpio as well. So we can definitely see a rise in social media as well and the news of killings that involve weapons. I was getting that intensely. Um, jealous exes, you know, stalkers, drug overdose, um, and blood was coming up for me as well. So like possibly blood transfusions that have gone wrong, the loss of blood, lethal injections in prison, or just by medications um, that were injected in the bloodstream, you know, any issues surrounding that. Um, also, for some reason, like HIV and AIDS came up for me for some reason when I was meditating on this energy that came up. So we could possibly see more news of that in the media during Scorpio season in general. Um, yeah, so we'll stay tuned on that one. This energy also opens up the collective willingness to talk to the dead, right? So increases, conversations, as you as so mentioned, like there was a part of me that forgot about Halloween. I don't know about you, but like when we were going through the energy of this week, it was just like, I was focusing on just more or less the transits, but then also the zodiac energy, not really like Gregorian calendar holidays, if I might say myself. So. Um, I was just like, oh, you know, people are gonna be wanting to talk to the dead more, you know, communication, dead, like what the heck? And then I was like, oh yeah, it's Halloween in like two days. So like, that makes sense. Um, you know, also conversations increasing with ancestors, right? An increase in interest for the occult, you know, by the masses, by the collective. So more people wanting to book readings, wanting to buy occult books, right? To learn more about um, occult practices and just spirituality in general, wanting to buy crystals, incense, candles, um, and possibly watching videos and listening to podcasts and shows that are centered around occult knowledge right um so i agree with you um so i know that you mentioned as well you know just like that commercial occult aspect of like you know your business possibly getting more attention i definitely agree with that so um i think shows will will 
basically be making an emergence that are around these types of concepts. Um, and as I just mentioned, spiritual services, I think will be in higher demand while Mercury is in Scorpio. So if you have a business that deals with energy work, you may see an increase in your business. But I do really love what you mentioned as well about just being in that alignment of integrity, okay? Because that's super important, especially when you're doing any type of energy work. Um, and that's, you know, you always want your business to be aligned with integrity. So um, I definitely second that uh, for this, you know, time that we're having Mercury transit Scorpio. Uh, so I'll go ahead and stop there. Let's go ahead and wrap up with Sunday. So okay i'm excited this is this is a transit that i've meditated on for a while so i need y'all to pay attention pay close attention and i'm going to do my best to get through this as quickly as possible but it's very this is just very very important because spirit put in my heart that mars retrograde in gemini which is what we're going to be talking about is foreshadowing for future transits to come i'm not really sure what that means yet <laughs> but it's more than just this transit so sunday october 30th we're talking about mars going retrograde in the sign of gemini it's going to station retrograde at 25 degrees gemini which we talked about a little bit earlier is the highest octave of the aries degree right one degree 13 degrees 25 degrees are all aries degrees and so 25 degrees is the highest octave so to speak of the aries rule degrees so Mars retrograde lasts for about 72 days and it will be retrograde until January 12th, 2023, where it will station direct at eight degrees Gemini, which is a Scorpio degree. So the full moon in Gemini on December 7th will be one of the most intense dates of this transit where the moon in Gemini during the full moon will be conjunct Mars retrograde. So there's a lot of interesting aspects to this transit for us to note. First, Gemini will be stationing retrograde, like I said, at the highest octave of the Aries degrees, and then we'll station direct at eight degrees, which is a Scorpio degree, which is then integrating both the masculine and feminine sides of Mars. We go retrograde at a Mar Martian degree, and or Aries degree rather, and then we reemerge direct on a Scorpio degree, the feminine side of Mars. And then Mars will be stationing direct during the season of its exaltation, Capricorn, right? Mars is exalted in Capricorn. It'll be stationing direct at eight degrees during Capricorn season. So just like, I just really feel in my heart, this is bigger than just this transit, even though it is a very important transit. People, I understand why we talk about Mercury retrograde, right? It's Mercury, duh. So we're having conversations about it. We're reading articles about it. We see it in the news, but Mars retrograde and Venus retrograde, they're still personal planets. You know what I'm saying? They still just have the same amount of impact in our personal lives and they last longer than Mercury retrograde, but we don't talk about them as much. So Mars retrograde will be squaring Neptune retrograde in Pisces. So this part, listen up. This speaks to how our word choice and our re emotional responses to certain words come from the imagery that these words evoke. And the imagery is created from our beliefs, which is a result of our experiences. Our beliefs shaping our imagery 
then impacts our way of identifying with certain words or ways of expressing ourselves. This isn't new, right? That, that concept of how our beliefs shape our imagery, that then that imagery impacts our ways of speaking, that's not new. But this square tension, right, aka tension, that Mars will be making with Neptune brings acute awareness to this principle about, generally speaking, every single day, the words that I choose, the, we could break it down to the phonetics, we could break it down to the number of syllables, we could break it down to the numerology of the word, right? My word choices are very specific, even if I'm not consciously aware of it, but we're going to be bringing acute awareness to this principle with Mars activating Neptune in, in Pisces. So I talked a little bit about this during Venus and Libra, trying Mars and Gemini. We talked about this last Sunday, how people might be saying the same thing <laughs> energetically, but are getting caught up on word choice, right? It's like, listen, we're trying to say the same thing, but you're saying this word and you're getting mad at me for this word, but I'm really just trying to agree with you, you know? But what I meditated on, I'm like, that's not it. I'm like, okay, let's think about this a little bit more. It's not it, right? I talked about how we can maybe look up the definition or the etymology of words to help establish common ground. But after sitting with this Neptune retrograde that Mars is going to be making as it goes retrograde, I realized that unless we're speaking on the frequency of love compassion and understanding looking up the definition of words won't help to comprehend each other's imagery right and what i mean by love compassion and understanding is not love and light i'm not talking about like why are you yelling at me this is supposed to be a love and light it's like no it's really about is there an intention of love in this exchange of energy right sometimes you got to curse out people that you love but it's like is love in your energy is loving your frequency if not then you know you can't apply what i'm about to say next but as long as there's love and compassion you know um looking up the the definition is not necessarily what's going to solve the issue right looking up things will help support a factually based debate but most often people's passion comes from their emotions and their exper their experiences right? And so quickly, what do I mean by imagery? I keep using this word imagery, imagery, imagery. Let's take an example. Let's use a word, right? I'm going to use the word welfare. Okay. What imagery popped in your head when I use that word? Were you transported somewhere? Did you, did you start thinking of other words that are associated with that word for you in your mind? Right. Does the word have a positive connotation, a negative connotation, a neutral connotation? Right. We all had unique imagery that came up when I said that word, even if we share commonalities on the diverse spectrum of possibilities. It's like I might be using the word welfare and I have a positive relationship. I have positive imagery that comes up with that word. But me saying that you might be triggered because you have negative imagery associated with that word. So even though the word might be quote unquote correct, it's like it's your emotional experience with that word that is bringing up imagery. And that is the heart of our conflict, right? What is very beautiful is that we're working our way down to eight degrees, Scorpio, Scorpio degree. What is that about? It's all about intimacy and merging of experiences. So it's important for us to discern who do we want to get a, to a deeper place of understanding with when we see that we have conflicting imagery and beliefs around particular means of expression, right? When we have enough intimacy, we'll say, damn, okay, 
Like, it's not about the etymology of the word welfare. It's like, clearly you're triggered because you have a negative experience with this word. Let me talk to you about it. What, you know, what is your experience with the word welfare? Like, let's talk about it. Let's get to a place of intimacy and depth, you know? Mars retrograde will be a test of integration. We all know people who can quote books and passages, right? You know that person who knows the Bible and it's like, I was kind of getting hotel energy. It's like, my brother, you were saying Psalms 82.4 when clearly you are talking about Psalms 82.5. My brother, do you not know the God, the word of God? Right? It's like, okay, cool. All right. So I said the wrong verse, but it's like, do you integrate the things that you learn about? You know what I'm saying? Okay, great. You can quote the Bible upside down, sideways, frontwards, backwards, but are you integrating it? Are you embodying Christ consciousness? You know, we all know people who can remember data and statistics and information perfectly, but they're not integrating this knowledge and wisdom in their life, you know? So it's this transit is a perfect opportunity to walk the talk and embody what it is that you say that you believe. And it's important because this is an opportunity for us to strip down the illusions and how we communicate. And then just lastly, the last thing I'll say, I know I'm saying a lot, but it's very important. This transit is a great opportunity for us to embrace the duality of labels and identities that we resonate with and adopt as our own, right? We are everything that we're not, and we're not everything that we are. <laughs> and we'll become increasingly aware of why we've taken on the identities that we've adopted thus far and how we are so infinite and multifaceted that we can't be categorized by our identities. They just simply become more or less salient depending on the context and the environment that we are in at any particular moment, but we are infinite complex beings that cannot possibly re be reduced to a label, right? Or to a specific identity. We are everything and nothing at the same time. So I'll get off my soapbox now, but I know in my heart that people really need to hear this message. Shit, I needed to hear this message. So it was just very important for me to honor my spirit and say every single word because I meant it very specifically and intentionally. And usually I, by Sundays, I just be like, all right, let me just wrap up the week real quick and cute and, you know, tie it up with a bow. But this was like very, very, very important. So thank you for giving me that time. I know I went a little bit over, but Empress, um, you could definitely close this out for Sunday. Yes, that was so beautiful. Like you definitely, it was necessary for you to say every word. So I loved that breakdown from the beginning and how you talked about the degrees. The, just everything we, we really needed to hear and reflect on for Mars Retrograde and Gemini. And so on Sunday, to end out this amazing, transformative, intense, really powerful week that we'll be experiencing, our first official week in Scorpio season, Sunday, we have Mars retrograde in Gemini in the tarot. This is the tower card that's going to be reversed in the energy of the lovers and the Knight of Swords. And so with this forecast ending the week, I really want to ask this question. How do you handle news that you don't like? Right? How do we handle news that we don't like? And that really, I love that you mentioned your, our emotional responses because that's exactly what it is. Like, how do you handle or respond to news that you don't necessarily like? Do you ignore it or avoid it? Right? Do you notice that you embrace it at this point in your life, at this point where you're like, you know what? 
I'm just going to take everything on or, you know, accept and understand that everything can't be something, news can't always be something that I like or that I enjoy hearing. Do you think that news you don't like can only be that way if you take that perspective, right? So, okay, I'm only thinking that this news is negative or is bad because I'm choosing to take this perspective on the, the what I'm hearing, you know, what is being had. Or like, like you mentioned, so I'm seeing a certain visual that's typically attached to this type of vocabulary or communication. And so me taking the specific perspective based on the imagery that comes up is what's causing me to be put in this position with this news. Um, and so also this could be about realizing that when you choose peace, you also choose problems, right? When you choose, what's that thing that came on? <laughs> that thing that came on, he's like, I don't want peace. I want problems, <laughs> right? Like, you know, when you choose peace, you also choose problems. When you choose love, you also choose fear, right? When you choose success, you also choose failure. <laughs> and so when you choose to live this life during this incarnation, you're also choosing to die. That's the, just the truth of it. So with the lovers card here, this transit is in part knowing that one cannot exist without the other. That's the natural order of things. And just as we made reference, you know, I spoke about mimicking nature and talked about the leaves falling off the trees in nature last week. Nature makes a commitment to be married to the cycle of life and death. And we can see that commitment in the four seasons we experience every single astrological year, every single Gregorian kind. You know, we see that every day, that every every year that commitment to the cycle of life and death. And so with this Knight of Swords energy being here, the only thing that you are in control of is your ability to take decisive action in life and death situations based on your desired outcome. So for example, if you want peace, you have to be willing to stand up to those that try to take your peace from you. Right? If you want love, you have to fight to remain in that frequency of love and conquer fear because people are going to try you. Oh, you want, oh, you want love? <laughs> oh, you want peace? You want to have, you want to have a peaceful life, right? It's like when we ask the universe, when we ask for anything, it's going to all of a sudden line up a whole bunch of things that challenge what you want so that you have to actually fight to stay or or have that come into your environment right into existence for you if you want to experience life you have to be relentless in your pursuit of the quality of life and the quality of the life that you want and know that you deserve you have to mentally the one thing we can't escape from right Scorpio season in or Scorpio energy in general in the tarot is the death card that's that's the one thing that no one can you can't get out of life you can't escape life 
you know, without having to go through that part of the cycle. And yes, that's a very grim, you know, topic that people don't feel very comfortable speaking about. I can, I can completely agree with you, Soul, when you mentioned, you know, having that conversation with your mother and your grandmother where it's like, I don't want to hear my mom talk about when she dies. Like, I don't want to hear about, you know, how she wants her funeral or having those kinds of conversations. When my mom says those things, she'll be so nonchalant and it will kind of like get on my shit. Like when I'm dead and gone, I'm like, girl, can we not? Like, can we please not do this right now? You know, like uh, um, I went back to Florida on vacation, you know, recently and she, we were in her wardrobe and like one thing we do a lot is just like bond over clothing. Whenever she buys clothes, she never just thinks about herself. She'll always be like, would this, would this color palette look good on Ariel? Would this look good? You know, and so like whenever we link up, she's like, try this on, try this on. And I'm like, is this for me? She's like, no. I'm like, okay, but I, we were going through that again. And then she was like, you know, cause when I'm dead and gone or, you know, whenever, you know, this stuff is going to get passed on to you. And so it's like, Going back to what I mentioned when we opened up this transit, how do you handle news that you don't like to hear? You know, I can choose to have the perspective of, oh, I don't want to talk about this or, you know, bust out crying and be like, mom, I don't want to think about this. You know, when in my own private time, when I reflect on it, of course, thug tears want to come down my eyes. Of course. But at the same time, it's understanding, you know, this is the cycle and and embracing the fact that she's willing to accept it and, and have certain interactions with me that increase the level of beauty that we can experience in our relationship while she's still living, right? And so it's having that ability to enjoy, like I said, and taking the experiencing life in a way where you are in constant pursuit of the quality of life you you know that you want to have and aligning it with habits like introducing conversations right that will help you to contribute to having the best life possible the best relationships possible the best perspective and mindset possible before that part of the life and death cycle comes so I love how this week has has just like you know it's just flowed so well I think it's a divine first week in Scorpio season and I think the song of the week is definitely going to carry us through child I'm going to be but it's it's hot it's in my Spotify it's one of those you know it's I hearted it or liked it so it's on my playlist so I just need to click it to play it and I recommend you guys do that as well definitely um as I mentioned for the solar eclipse we have on Tuesday for Scorpio that new moon um but this is an amazing week a great great week to start off Scorpio season this was such a great room. We love, love, love the community. You know, the aspect of community, we're all able to come up and share, interact, have conversations about things that we're all experiencing and talk about the energy that's coming up or the energy that we're coming out of. So love, 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 love this energy that we've been able to share today. Without further ado, thank you all for joining us for another episode of Astro Tea. We really enjoyed your energy and look forward to seeing you next Next week Sunday so be sure to play the song of this week don't forget to incorporate on Tuesday specifically for the new moon it's called Lion Heart or Fearless by Joel Corey and Tom Grennan so give that a listen check out our link tree so that you can join the email list if you have not already because we're sending out that new moon email for you go ahead and order your Astro Tea journal if you have not already that's available on Amazon right right now uh send us a love donation if you feel led and you can even book a personal consultation with both 
soul and myself so look at all of the information up in the link above follow us here on clubhouse and instagram to catch up between episodes we love you all so so much and have a terrific week